I would like to look at the summer breakthrough. The series deals with getting out of your comfort zone, getting into the growth zone so that you can get into the end zone. Those three things. So the first thing, and this is the eighth installment, we're going to deal with now and later. Now and later. You remember those candies? They were called now and later. And they were like cheap starburst, right? So they were really hard and you'd like, probably if you wanted to extract the filling, you could either go to the dentist or you could eat a now and later. And they were like molding and they'd put it down and could pull a filling right out. But there were several in the pack. So I guess the idea was you can have some now and then save some for later. But me, I never saved any for later. I always ate them now. But this Psalm here really deals with now and later. The things we do now in life mean something later in eternity. So let's look at Psalms, uh, uh, Psalm chapter 1. And it's only six verses. So if we look at that, and then we're going to concentrate on verse 1. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. That's a real place where we used to have church, actually. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. The ungodly are not so, but are like the chaff which the wind driveth away. Therefore the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knoweth the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. So what we have in Psalm 1, and it's interesting, why is this the first psalm? Who actually compiled the Psalms? One commentator said it was perhaps Ezra that put them all together. And this is a Psalm of David. But uh, it's interesting because this Psalm kind of sets us up for all the rest of the Psalms. It's kind of a Psalm of the life of a godly person and the Psalm of a life of an ungodly person. So you have two people, two ways of life and two outcomes. And we really want to focus on the good side. It's not to be on the negative side. It'll creep into where we understand it. So the first three verses are the steps of the godly man. That's the character and the condition of the godly person, man or woman. And then the last three verses are the other side of the coin, the person who is not a godly person. And so what we want to do, though, is we want to focus on the now and later of the three elements of the first verse. The three elements of the first verse, which is walking, now and later, standing, now and later, and sitting, now and later. You know, the things that you do now have an impact on eternity. So uh, in the book of Ephesians, you can find sitting, walking, and standing as well. So we find the walk in Ephesians 
The Bible says in Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 10 that we should walk in the works and the worksmanship of Christ. Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 1, to walk uh, worthy of the vocation that we are called. In Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 8, walk as children of light. So there's a walk for us. There's a way to order our life. The word conversation, manner of life. And then sit. The Bible says that he hath raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places. And also in Ephesians, we find a godly stand. Ephesians chapter 6 and verse, we see verse 11, that we'd be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. And then we see in verse 13, having done all to stand. We see that we can sit and walk and stand in Christ now and later. So there is a, a woman, you know, she believed God. And I believe, you know, I want to talk about, first of all, a blessed walk. A blessed walk or a blessed walk. When I got saved, I didn't want to give up all of the fun I had in sin for nothing. I gave up all of the fun I had in sin, plus all of the shame I had in sin, and all of the problems I had in sin for a blessed walk in Christ. The Bible said, blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. So let's look at first. A blessed walk now and later. So a woman, she had just gotten saved and the pastor said, well, if you need something, pray for it, right? So she's like, well, okay. Uh, I'm going to pray for a new handbag. And uh, so the next week she comes to church. The pastor's like, well, how did the prayer go? She said, I prayed and God answered. And he said, well, how did it work out? She said, well, it was a blessing and a purse. But you see that God is a God that blesses. The Bible said, blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. You know that there's a way that the ungodly people say that you should do things. And it's a way to do things. It's a way to order your life. But... The blessed man, he doesn't go there. The blessed woman, she doesn't go there. I don't, and, and there are a lot, and I won't drop any names, but there are a lot of people on TV and a lot of, they're not Christian, but they give all this worldly advice about how to, you know, do all of these things so everything comes together. But brethren, I hate to say this, but they're not godly people. They don't believe in God. They don't order their own personal lives. You don't want to listen to what they have to say. Although they may be popular, I'm living my blessed life now, but I also want to have my blessed walk later. So this person was getting healthier, right? Because they want to live a long life. So what did they do? Well, to improve my health, I gave up pizza, soda, mm, donuts, fast food, and the hardest thing, I gave up chocolate. And his friend said, well, how'd it go said, I've been doing it for three weeks. Well, what happened? What's the progress? Well, I've lost 15 pounds and the will to live. <laughs> but you see, Jesus, when he comes into our life, God begins, the Bible said, the steps 
of a good man. And that word good man doesn't mean morally good. If you look it up, it means powerful man. It means man or woman of power. The steps of a powerful person, they're ordered by the Lord. And he delighteth in his way. You know what keeps the man or the woman in the blessed walk, the blessed stand, and the blessed place to sit is the second verse of Psalm chapter 1. You see, our delight is a blessing and ours a curse. The things that we delight in will be a blessing to us (laughs) or a curse unto us. It's where our heart is. The Bible says, so a preacher, but I, I need things. And, you know, there's things in life I need. I think that the Bible says this. I'm just kidding. It does, okay? The the word that, that is settled in heaven declares this. It says, delight yourself in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of your heart. Now, brethren, I've proven this. I, I remember I wanted to get married, and I got frustrated. So I remember saying, man! I'm just going to go serve God. You know, there were like four girls in Bible school and the rest were ravenous male wolves. Okay. And I think all, I mean, I don't know if there's four or 10, but like most of them were already spoken for the time they arrived. They either had the ring or the brothers like, that's my girlfriend. So when I left uh, Bible school and went out into the work of the Lord, I, I just basically told God, look, and I was a little frustrated, but I'm like, God, Hey, forget it. You're first. And I remember there was a lady at the church and she like gave me a love letter and everything. But look, I was looking to serve God first. And I had high standards. I wanted a lady that served God. Well, did you ever get married? Well, you people, yeah, 20 years ago. But you see, God gave me the desire of my heart. What did you do? Just delight myself in the Lord, go down, work in a nice sunny Orlando and wound up back here in Jacksonville with my blessing. What was my blessing? My wife is my big blessing. And I'm thankful for the Lord that gives us the desires of your heart. And I'm just driving. I just got a new car. The old one wanted to give up. The ghost was starting to leak. And it was like becoming a convertible, even with that it's not a convertible and raining through the car and everything. Well, God helped us get a new car. And it's almost, it's almost an unbelief. Like, wow, God, you're just awesome. God gives us that is, did you fast for that preacher? The car goes fast, but I didn't fast. I just walked before the Lord and delighted in him. Well, I prayed for it too. I prayed exactly for it. So if you want to ask God for something, man, ask him exactly what you want. There is a story of a, of a sister that prayed to get married to a guy that, you know, described her ideal husband and wanted his hair like, you know, like Superman, you know, like wanted him to look. And I, I mean, I know the lady and the guy, they're still married and he had that hair like Superman, like the curl and everything. But God answers exact prayers. So be careful what you pray for. God will answer prayer. But it's a blessed walk with God. So, but the walk isn't just in heaven. The blessed walk starts down here now. The Bible says, a preacher, but it gets hot walking with Jesus sometimes. You know what? Sometimes it's unpopular. But in the book of Daniel, the Bible said when 
uh, Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego were thrown into the burning, fiery furnace because they wouldn't bow down to the king. They would only bow down to the Lord. In Daniel chapter 3 and verse 25, they looked into this furnace and they said, Lo, I see four men. They threw three in, right? Loose. They threw them in bound as well. Walking in the midst of the fire. And they have no hurt. And the form of the fourth is like the sun of God. Now that is a message right there because when things get hot in our life, we can walk with Jesus. Now I can imagine, I was just thinking about this. uh, You know, I've never been inside of a burning fiery furnace, but I can imagine when they got thrown in there, they were just kind of like, you know, we're dead. (laughs) But then he heard his name. Hananiah. Azariah, huh? Mishael. And I, I bet he didn't call them by their slave names. I bet he didn't call them by their Babylonian names. See, Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego were given by the, the slave nation to the slaves, but those weren't their real names. And I wonder if he heard a, heard a voice calling them by their real name. You know that I'm glad that God will call you by a different name. He won't call you unwanted. He won't call you, you're no good or you're not good enough. He'll say, my beloved child, this is my beloved son. This is my beloved daughter. Now, if you have kids, all of us in here do, just looking around, tell them that all the time. The world's going to tell them a lot of different things. You tell them what your child means to you. And so, preacher, I had, uh, you know, a bad upbringing and no one told me that. Well, go find out what the Lord says about you, that you get a fellowship in the beloved. God accepts you. God loves you. God forgives you. And you can just pass that on. What are you doing? Programming your child. You say, preacher, does your child face problems in school? Everyone faces problems in school. And those kids grow up, don't they? Then they give you problems at work and problems at the store. But if you know who you are and you have that blessed walk now, it just rolls like water off a duck's back. Why? Because I know who I am in Christ. And uh, we can have a miraculous walk now. The Bible said that uh, Peter came out of the ship in Matthew chapter 14 and verse 29, and he walked on the water. Now, I saw a bumper sticker, and I like to talk about this. It says, next time you think you're perfect, try walking on water. And I wish I could have actually spoken to the person that had that bumper sticker. Peter was in no way perfect. (laughs) But Peter walked on water. You know, God's not looking for perfection. You know what God's looking for? A walk of faith and not by sight. Jesus, I'm walking with you now. And let me tell you, you start walking with Jesus and God begins to order your steps and you don't lean onto your own understanding. So a preacher, I'm grumpy. I need to act grumpy. I feel grumpy all the time. But I don't have to be grumpy. I, you know, I don't have to act out. I can just choose to be grumpy. It's a thought. It's true. It's a thought to be grumpy or it's a thought to be joyful. It's just a thought, right? So if I'm grumpy, well, you're one thought away from being joyful. You can just choose to have joy. 
That's from God to you. It's like, you know what? I'm done being grumpy. You ever just be done being grumpy? And you just want to have joy? And you know, because the walk doesn't stop now. When you ever realize the blessed walk of the believer, it's not just a now walk. It's a later walk. Uh, The Bible says in Revelation chapter 3 and verse 4, and, and sometimes we need to think about heaven. Thou hast a few names even in Sardis, which have not defiled their garments, and they shall walk with me in white, for they are worthy. What did Jesus say? There's a later walk for the believer. You're not just going to go to heaven and float around on a cloud like a fat baby with little baby wings. Have you ever seen angels? Man, they're not on keto. You know those little angels? They're like big, fat angels with little wings. And, and it's like, man, I don't know if that, you know, is something I really want. Maybe they get free donuts out in heaven. But we're going to be walking with Jesus in white. We're going to have these garments of righteousness, the righteousness of the saints. And we're going to be walking with the Lord. I remember reading about a preacher that preached a funeral and he was just dead honest. And I, it's an illustration, right? He said, that man right before you, he didn't go to heaven. He was, a, he was an unrighteous soul and he had an end in hell. He said, but let me tell you what awaits the believer. And he took the believers up to heaven and began to give them a tour of the streets of gold. And then the preacher said, ah, there's my place. And he pulled them up on the streets of gold. He said, man, that's what God has prepared for me. You know, that's what God said. You believe in God, believe also in me, in my father's house. There's places to walk. There are many mansions. I've got a big house for you. You know, there might be tornadoes that come in Florida. Ain't no tornadoes up there, okay? There is a place where we can walk with Jesus. It's a blessed walk now. But let me tell you, it's only just begun. It's a blessed walk later. Paul, when he got his head taken off in, by Nero's uh, uh, evil empire in Rome... As goes tradition in church, we don't know exactly. Before his body hit the ground, he was absent from his body. But I believe he could have been walking in white, just like that with the Lord. God has a walk that's later. And you know what? Uh, The blessed walk now and later leads us to the second thing. Nor standeth in the way of sinners. Why? We have a blessed stand. Now... And later, there was a man named G.K. Chesterton. He said, when men choose not to believe in God, they do not thereafter believe in nothing. They become capable of believing in anything. You know that, have you heard say that, take a stand for something or you'll fall for anything? You know, we take a stand for God now. And you know what? That is an awesome, uh, but the Bible says that you can have all of the armor of God. And you can read chapter 6 of the book of Ephesians. How do we stand as believers? Well, first of all, we don't stand in the way of sinners. We stand in Jesus is the way. And we take all of the armor of God so we can do what? Have you ever heard of taking a stand. We take that stand for God and say, you know what, God? I am going to make my uh, 
opinion, if you please, know that I serve Jesus. It's a blessed stand, though. Why? Because it's not just a stand for now. It's a stand for later. Uh, you, you've heard of vampires, right? Aren't they hurt by holy water? I think vampires. I preach you that's not. No, it's a joke. So vampires are hurt by holy water. So this guy said, well, I always wondered why priests don't just, you know, go look up into the heavens and bless the storm clouds, right? Because then when it rains, you just kill all the vampires, right? And, uh, and then he said, ha, where do most vampires will live? Europe, right? Isn't Transylvania in Europe? Say, so, well, I know why they live in Europe. Why? Someone already blessed the rains down in Africa. <laughs> Bible says that our blessed stand is now. But the Bible says, well, why? Because we have a stand. You know, it's not all about now. That's an old song. I blessed the rings down in Africa. So. Toto. Yeah, you can check it out. <laughs> Romans chapter 14 and verse 10. You know, when you realize that your stand is not just for now, but for later too. When you become a Christian... My daughter was talking to me. She goes, Dad, is second grade hard? I said, well, well, was first grade hard? You know, I said, well, you're smarter than you were. You know more than you were in first grade. She goes, yeah, but that test is this Florida standardized test. That's the third grade. I don't know. That's really hard. You know, and, and people are worried about all these tests that they'll face in life. And when you get older, guess what? You have cholesterol tests, taxing tests, your apartment rent tests property taxes tests you have all kinds of tests you have tests for your marriage tests for your automobile you have tests that you face in life and said preacher but uh how am i gonna make it all let me tell you how you make it you pass the greatest test in life let me let me tell you how you passed it when you give your life to jesus christ and you let the blood of jesus christ wash away your sins and you stand before God forgiven. So I'm not perfect, but God doesn't look at you. God looks at what his son did on the cross. And he accepts you for what his son did. And so a preacher, but that's just like a thing they say in church. Actually, it's what allows us to pass the greatest test in the world. Now, there's a lot of billionaires right now. You know what they're doing? You know what the thing for billionaires is? Elon Musk. Space travel. Jeff Bezos. Space travel. Richard Branson. Space travel. Now I wonder, aren't they supposed to be like saving the environment? Have you ever seen where these rockets go off? It's like a fossil fuel extravaganza. But anyway, even the electric car guy. In the, you know, but space travel, that might be neat, but that's not the last frontier. Space. You know what the last frontier is? Eternity. And one day, the Bible says in Romans chapter 14 and verse 10, we shall all stand. Where? Before the judgment seat of Christ. Now, how can you pass that test? Money's not going to help you. Working out's not going to help you. Fasting's not going to help you. Even 
Prayer is not going to help you. You know what's going to help you? Accepting Christ into your life as your Savior is going to allow you to do what? It didn't say sit or fall, but you can actually stand. It'll allow you to stand before the judgment seat of Christ. Now, when Christians stand before the judgment seat of Christ, it's not for your salvation. You know why? Because you already passed that test. Your sins were judged at the cross that Jesus died on. So when you stand before the judgment seat of Christ, now, you know what the judgment seat of Christ is for? And this will maybe give you a little bit more desire to stand before God down here. Now, some people might wonder the things that I do for God and I may be kind of overdoing it. You know, it's like, preacher, don't overdo it. Well, let me look at 1 Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 11. For other foundation can no man lay than is, that is laid, which is Christ Jesus. That's passing the test, right? Christ Jesus. 1 Corinthians chapter 3 and starting in verse 11. Now, if any man build upon this foundation gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, stubble, every man's work shall be made manifest, for the day shall declare it, because it shall be revealed by fire. So there's going to be some materials, wood, hay, and stubble are combustible, right? So the fire of judgment of God's judgment seat is going to make all of these works go those works that people didn't mean, that they did with the wrong spirit, and they're not going to stand in eternity. But what is going to stand? Gold, silver, and precious stones can stand the heat. And it's talking about the character of our life that we live for God. It says, if any man's work, and it said, and the, and the fire shall try every man's work of what sort it is. And if any man's work abide, which he hath built thereupon, he shall receive a reward. There's a reward for Christians in heaven for serving God down here after you are saved. If any man's work shall be burned, he shall suffer loss, but he himself shall be saved yet so as by fire. You're saved by what Jesus did. But do you know that there's actually reward for those that serve Christ with distinction later? When you take a stand before God. When I was a young man, a young preacher, uh, there, was, there was a time when I was out of time. But there was a gentleman, I was working, and there was church that night. And my truck broke down an hour or something from church. So preacher, just call the church and say you can't come there. No, I called my boss and said I was abandoning the truck. <laughs> said, preacher, you can't do that, you'll get fired. Now and later, I'm taking a stand for down the road because God was seeing if I was preacher material and would put him first. What'd you do? The boss said, you have to make hard decisions sometimes. And I said, ah, I already made my decision. I walked away from the truck. We waited for the guy for a little while. Walked, waited for the mechanic. Truck wasn't going anywhere. And uh, walked to a car place, rented a car, Went and picked someone up for church. And he's like, uh, this isn't your car or whatever. So I'll just get in. You know? <laughs> we went to church. Later went and picked up the truck. It was fixed. And at midnight, drove it back to the shop. Everything worked out. But that boss man, you know, I went to his funeral. He died pretty young in Washington State. I went, actually was able to attend his funeral. But you know what? I hope my life spoke to him. 
Because you see, work comes and work goes. But a stand that you take from Christ is not just for now, but it's for later. And I'm out of time, but let me just run through the blessed seat. Take a seat. Now, you take a seat and you take a stand, right? You've got to take it. But when we take a blessed seat, first of all, we have the seat in Christ that Christ made us to sit, to rest. You know that he giveth his beloved sleep. You know that you don't have to be stressed out tonight. But preacher, I got problems. So do I. But I have a professional warrior. His name is Jesus. He's going to take care of all of my problems. Amen. So what if someone breaks in? What if someone doesn't? And it's like, I'm not going to worry about it. I'm going to take my seat in Christ. He giveth his beloved sleep. That The sleep of a laboring man is what? Sweet. God can give you sweet sleep now resting in him. But later, the Bible says in verse 7, that in the ages to come, Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 7, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness toward us through Christ Jesus. You haven't seen nothing yet. When you get to heaven, it's going to take eternity to see the blessings of infinity. I mean, God's going to have so many blessings and you're just going to be looking around heaven and just seated in heavenly places and be like, wow, what happened? I'm getting my seed in Christ now, but I'm getting my seed in Christ later. Now, a walk, a stand, and a seat. But also, brethren, that blessedness doesn't stop. When this life ends, you pass the test through salvation. You can have a walk that continues in eternity. It's exciting. It doesn't end with this life. And you can have a stand with Christ. And then you can have a seat with him in eternity. It's going to be awesome. Make sure you get there. Amen. And it's through Jesus Christ. And it's a blessing to serve him. Let's, let's dismiss in prayer. Brother Miller, would you dismiss us in prayer? God bless you is our prayer.